0: This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Welcome to Unexpected with Hannah Love. It's a new year, babe.
1: It's a new year.
0: I thought I'd put a poll out last night. Uh, probably did it a little too late. Um, we didn't have as many answer or questions as I'd like to, but I've got a healthy list of things we can run through. Um, but we are going into the year, and I actually wanted to do an episode where we sat down with a fam um, but as we know Branson didn't happen this year um, not yet anyway weather not yet. and illness struck so um, instead of sitting down with a fam bam I'm gonna sit down just with you talk about stuff for the new year talk about family talk about um, stuff that we do and practice in our lives and just a healthy way to kick off our year and our marriage um, and our family so yeah. that's what we're gonna be talking about today.
1: So what we're gonna be talking about it. Hopefully this mic is working. Yeah, you found might. this mic. Uh, we've got a real hodgepodge
0: setup going here. on here. But
1: I think it's working. Handheld. I'm looking at audio being recorded.
0: That's um, promising.
1: But I digress. Okay. I'm using a lot of new words. Digress is one That's of them. That's fancy. Yeah, it's the first time I've used it this year. Okay. Yeah.
0: We've got about <laughs> an hour before we have to pick up Asher from school. So yes. let's get going.
1: We're gonna get right in. And I think what you just mentioned a while ago is a good place to start. because um, I think as couples you know, a lot of people ask us, how do you guys juggle everything at once? And, you know, we've got tour coming up, all of these things at once. How do we prioritize our marriage, our family time and mm-hmm. all that? And I think you touched on it a well while ago, but uh, one thing that we got to do um, a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was that we sat down, we try to do this every year and kind of have a Husband and wife meeting actually, together. Actually, that's a lot.
0: This is the first year we've done it. We've had good intentions years past, <laughs> but this is the first year that we actually sat down and um, wrote it down. We've and,
1: had we've had the discussions in yeah, years past, and we
0: wrote it down. We yeah. we basically sat down and did goals for the year, but more than goals, we kind of did these listening prayers and just said, Holy Spirit, what do you want from us? this year? What do you want in our marriage? Um, I think you've got your notebook there. You can share a few of the... I mean, we wrote it down, so you've got the exact questions that we, we asked, and we just did some listening prayers and listened for what we felt like Holy Spirit was saying to us, um, for each of us, and for our marriage and for our kids in the new year.
1: Yeah. I don't know what I wrote down in there or the questions, but I think the main goal is that I'd like to talk about okay. is how important you think it is to do this, to sit down and to actually, you know, plan out your goals and ask God like, all right, what is, what is this year supposed to look like? And I think that is like dive into that as far as like, you know, why it's important to do that and to sit down while I try to open this notebook that is leather bound. Okay. Do you want
0: want me to hold your mic or you got it? I
1: think I got it. We're going to see.
0: Okay. Um, no, that's so important. And I think writing it down is important, too. Sorry that I made you do that. Um, my handwriting's not that good. Okay. But, you know, the stats prove that things are statistically more likely to come to fruition if you put pen to paper and write them down. And so that's why this year I was like, let's write them down. And that way, at the end of the year, we can come back and see... Um, if we adhered to what we felt like we were supposed to be putting first in the year um, and what God is calling us to, if we did good or if we didn't do good or, um, or, if, or if we got to see His, uh, his hand working. Uh,
1: I did this on December 22nd, so this was right before um, Christmas. But going into the new year, I did write down a lot of my goals uh, for this. what is now this year. Um, And some of those were less time on my phone, more communication with Hannah, read my Bible and or a book for at least 20 minutes every morning and night. Uh, Main goal is to lead our home in 2024. Um, And that's been a big thing for me is just leading um, and making sure that I'm the one that's kind of leading the charge in all of these things. Um, But that's kind of what I wrote down. But I'm also looking. I wrote down. For a few days, actually, of the year. I'm not good at journaling, but I try. But this one's pretty good. You know, if you want to hear an excerpt. An excerpt? An excerpt. Expert. Wow.
0: Are you going to read an me an excerpt? excerpt?
1: Yeah, this is a pretty good one. Uh, this was December 23rd. Sitting by the fire with Hannah. She's looking extra spicy today. <laughs> she's, she's, she's most fun when she has a bit of an attitude. Boys are playing in the playroom. Hannah is looking at Facebook Marketplace at everything from mini-lux cabinets to Polaris Rangers. <laughs> there is even a military truck in there. As I realize, as I write this, I realize how horrible my handwriting has gotten. Wow. And my goals for that day were patience, slow to anger, read 20 minutes, and talk to Hannah more. That's what I wrote down there. Wow. Yeah, you know, it doesn't always have to be something that is... Uh,
0: groundbreaking?
1: Groundbreaking. But I do think that... Um, you know, writing something down and having a goal in mind is very important.
0: I agree with that. And
1: just thoughts, because I know, like, reading that back, that's very funny to read. That was what was on my mind that day. You were looking extra spicy, apparently.
0: Hilarious. hilarious.
1: Um, but, yeah, I think uh, also one of the biggest things for me to come in, and I know that we're kind of all over the place here as far as what we're talking about, because I think you have that written down, actually, do. there. But um, I see it here. Uh, my main goal... Uh, For 2024, and these were just some things that we wrote down uh, of asking God, what what do you want for our marriage in 2024? Um, And some of the things we wrote down were lighting the way for our boys uh, into dark into the darkness, leading with light. Um, And I think that my main word, this is two words, but is slow down.
0: Yeah, that was your word for the year. That
1: was my word for the year. And you know, as we come up up upon. 2024 and all of that holds already, it's a little daunting to even look at the yeah, schedule. It's pretty overwhelming. It's very overwhelming because we've got, you know, the tour coming up at the end of February. For me, and I know it's like this for you, I often get very overwhelmed
0: mm-hmm. with looking
1: at the schedule.
0: We're not schedule people.
1: We're not schedule people.
0: <laughs> we live by the schedule. Yeah. Um, but one of the fun things that we say around here is that... Um, like, we just go by what we're told, kind of, <laughs> which is terrible, but um, especially when you do what you do in an industry like this, a lot of things are mapped out a year, two years in advance, even. Um, routing is already mapped out. You've got teams of people who have planned all of these dates. Um, I usually don't know where you are day to day.
1: I usually don't uh, know where I am no. when I'm there.
0: So I think it gets really overwhelming for people who are not type A, Um to know that ahead of time you your days are already planned and advanced for you, um especially when you're a seven on the Enneagram, so you love fun and like excitement and you love having something to look forward to, but when it turns into something that you feel like you need to do, yeah. it's not necessary it's a job, it's not necessarily like you know, amusement parks every weekend. Yeah. And mostly I think at this point in our life for you, the sad part is missing home, missing family yeah. um, when you are gone. which And the
1: healthier that our relationship has gotten and just our relationship with home and this now being very opposite of what it used to be as far as me coming home to rest. When I was on the road, it was like that's almost, I, yeah. I don't want to say it was, it was my ha- my happy place, but yeah. it was my escape. Yeah. Um, but now that being very opposite, being in a very healthy place of like when I'm ho- when I'm away from home for like a couple of days, I start to really resent whatever it is that is taking me away from mm-hmm. home. And I think that that's a very normal thing. But I, you know, my goal is to really take things slower in every aspect of not looking too far ahead because mm-hmm. you'll never be able to live in the future because when tomorrow gets here, it'll be today. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can never live in those moments. You can look forward to them. But taking each moment as they come and not stressing about that, you know, that is what I struggle with the most. And it's not bad to look forward to things, you know, because that's part of my personality is, you know, finding, you know, little moments of like, oh, I can't wait to do that. But it's also about really managing those expectations and feeling like, okay, but right now, is really amazing. And like just enjoying those moments as they come rather than looking forward to them. And there's two sides of that coin too. There's looking forward to stuff and there's also dreading stuff, Mm -hmm. which I can get. That's my biggest stressor, I think, is looking ahead and being like, oh, I got to fly to L.A. or I got to, you know, do these things yeah. that I d- really don't want to go and, and do. it may
0: not even be the thing itself. But no, it just never the, is. It's just the, like, the getting there.
1: It's the travel. And, it's and, the whole situation of, like, going and right. being away.
0: And it's kind of like having homework, you know, when you, like, you remember, like, school or college and you're like, man, I've got a paper due Tuesday. And if I could just get that paper done, but then you have another paper on Thursday and it just kind of like, in your brain, you just never yeah. have like you a, start
1: to stack these papers up mentally and they just it's like having a to-do list a mile high on your desk yeah. that you're like I don't even know where to begin with this to start to process it and I think that that is really just the only way to and I've been doing a lot better with it um as far as not really stressing about things that we have in the future mm-hmm. I mean there were so many anxieties especially on like the last tour we did where I mean besides just the overbearing obvious elephant in the room of having COVID around, you know, and that being just a thing. And we were kind of the first to go out and do it. And there was just, there was always something with that. That was always like They were one of like
0: a very few, like a handful of people that went out during that time. Yeah.
1: That actually finished. I mean, it was something like, you know, there was 50 tours that were supposed to go out and we were one of nine that actually finished it. That's crazy. Which is wild. But there was always something with that to like stress about. But in the midst of that, you know, Dan and I have talked, you know, very in depth about this, about how like, you know, we were not in a healthy place and we it it was the tour was just us like trying to get by. Yeah. Which was which is sad now to look back on, but it was just like everything was coming at us so fast that it was like, you know, in our personal lives, in our relationship with each other, all on all accounts, it was just like everybody was just kind of right. holding on. Well,
0: when you're on a roller coaster and the momentum picks up, all you can do is hold on until the thing slows down, right? Yeah. And, and we were just that's not kind in of, control. That was our life.
1: That was that was the feeling of just not being in control. And and what what made me sad was that tour was so incredible. And I just remember that last show that we had, like walking off stage and like being pretty bummed out, even though it was like one of the best shows we've ever played. You know, and it was mm-hmm. like, I, I hate that for us, but that's also like you have to. That's life not and regret that's Yeah, that's, that's life. And now. I'm just very thankful that we have this opportunity now to go out and to do it again and to go into it. And both of us are in a really good place. And so that is like, I'm very excited about that.
0: Well, I think, not to cut you off, but I just wanted to tie in that a lot of people actually ask about boundaries Mm -hmm. um, and about balance. Balance is the right word. Um, Just in balancing, tour, marriage, um, God, like all of the, I mean, they're all like, you know, big parts of our lives. That's what that's that's what our whole lives revolve around. So the balance of how do you do that and be healthy? And I think we've lived through a couple of years, a lot of years of doing it not so healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've been really candid over the last couple of years about some of the stuff that we've gone through in our marriage. And that was like personal life mixed with your schedule and like career life. Um, So if y'all didn't catch those, there's a one episode and a two episode. And last time was about your health journey and how that's really bled into um, where we are now. And the fact that we're even sitting down talking about, oh, we prayed through um, (laughs) our new year and we're going to listen to what God wants for our new year. And these are the things that we're going to try to apply to bring balance to all aspects of life. Um, So I'm really proud of you for that. And I'm Proud of us for all the work that we've done.
1: I'm proud of us as well. Not
0: to plug us, but...
1: Not to to plug us, but to plug consistency.
0: Consistency and and, discipline.
1: And discipline. I think that, like, I mean, the biggest thing probably that I've learned through all of this is learning, obviously, having consistency in your life, you know, no matter what that is, even if it's something small, like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to get up at this certain time or I'm going to put down my phone at this time, like whatever it is, it just having those those boundaries and it's like boundaries probably isn't even the word for what I'm talking about here specifically it's really more like making sure that you have those routines set Mm -hmm. in place like all right this is going to happen every day like little things that we do like I go to the gym every day we both go to the gym and it's like it's a little thing but it's it's an hour of our day Mm -hmm. and I know that every single day no matter what even if I don't feel like it like that's where we're going right and I think setting those things in place that are kind of anchors Mm -hmm. throughout your day and throughout your week, it just starts your, it it changes the whole routine of what what you're going to do for the next, you know, six days of your week.
0: And making sure that those little things are things that are healthy Mm -hmm. and will benefit you, not only you, but your family. Yeah, Because Going to the gym, I mean, it's it's a blessing that we're able to go and that we're healthy. And But our kids are seeing that. Our boys are seeing that. They're seeing daddy get stronger. And you're doing this because not only is it helping you physically and it's going to help you be here and around longer for the kids, but you're setting that example up. And there's also crazy stats about, like, a boy's life and like how much longer a man will live based on the physical health of his father. Yeah. Um. And, and so those feel like small choices to get up and work out one hour a day, but you are impacting the life of all of us. Yeah. You're, the, you're impacting the way that you lead us, the way that you're showing discipline and the way that our boys are going to see you living your life. And yeah. that's the model that they have to go by.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I've been reading a bunch of I, I don't want to say I'm reading a bunch of books, but he's reading I, a I'm, really important I'm book right now. Tell a him lot of books.
0: tell him what book you're reading. Um right
1: I'm, now. Reading a, I'm reading up I'm reading a book by Dr. James Dobson which um We love Dr. Dobson. I I've you know grew up listening to like Adventures in Odyssey and which he created. Um but I, just a a really great, you know, has a lot of great books about parenting and fathers in particular, uh and the impact that they have on the home. Mm-hmm. Uh and obviously there's all different kinds of. There's so many, you know, single moms, single dads. There's there's all kinds of variations of you know how you raise a child, and you know, not knocking on you know any of those that can be done, you know, in a healthy way. Absolutely. But looking at you know the impacts that that fathers have on on their kids mm-hmm. is wild. I mean, there was a stat in there that he was talking about,
0: and the book is called "Raising boys. Raising Up Boys." Raising Up
1: Boys, and it was talking about a big um, promotion where they went to into prisons and they. Let for Mother's Day, they did this promotion, and it was like you know you can write a letter to your mom for free, and we'll send it out and the whole deal and they had like and don't quote me on the numbers here, but I think it was like two hundred and something thousand inmates mm-hmm. that sent letters to their mom and it was a huge success uh the main point, and it was such a success they had to go back and get more letters, they had to go back more to the cards. factory and get more cards and and all these things and it was just a big success and so they were like let's let's do a repeat of this on Father's Day this would be amazing. And not one single inmate mm. sent a card to their dad. Uh And it it's was just, really sad. and it's just this, the statistics just, you know, line up with that, with all yeah. different kinds of things of if a boy doesn't have a dad to look up to, there are all kinds of or, or things their father figure doesn't have that in his life. You know, there mm. are, there are consequences that show themselves throughout history. You know, you can just mm. look at, you know, the history of, the world. And since they've been collecting statistics, it just lines up, you know, when the father's not in the home and it's just a, and it just, all that to be said, it really showed me of, you know, our boys are watching me very Mm -hmm. closely. And it, you know, a couple years ago, this would have been a very overwhelming thought because it was like, it's not fair, you know, and I was just in this very feeling, sorry for myself kind of mentality of like, uh, you know, I was just not in a good place. Um, But now that i'm you know looking back and moving forward, and I've really been pushing myself and you know to be a better father, and I think the main thing that I had to ask myself is, you know what do I want for our children, you know, mm-hmm. and what kind of future do I want for them, and what am I showing them because they're obviously listening to us, but the main thing for fathers out there, like they're watching us, yeah, period it's not like ninety percent of the stuff and I'm throwing that that is not a, a that's correct not a real step. But it's like, a lot just percent. to say a lot of percentage of the things that they learn are not just you telling them stuff. They're just simply watching you. Yeah. And I, I have watched that good and bad play out in our kids' lives. I yeah. watch it in Asher and I watch it in Ames. And like when I was in a much healthier place and some of the, you know, with, with Ames and I see some of the things that he is, he deals with much healthier than than Asher even does because Asher didn't see me doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. and handling it. And obviously I'm dealing with the repercussions of that. And moving forward, we've been really been working on that, you know, with Asher and stuff, but it's just, it's crazy how much they learn through just your behavior and the way that you react to things. Mm -hmm. And that was a very sobering thought to me moving forward of just like, what do I want them to learn? Because if I want them to learn this, then I have to do it myself. And so that was just a kind of kick in the pants of like, I've got to I have to do these things if I really want this future for my boys. Right. And so that's been the biggest factor because, you know, obviously, you know, I had this career to look after and that I really, you know, I do respect that, you know, and I, I, I know that I've been given something that not, no one has, you know, being able to have a career and get to do it with one of my best friends in the world and get to do that is incredible, you know, and I'm very thankful for it. But when you start to dive into trying to really be a healthy dad and being there, it's like everything else takes a backseat, you know? And it's like, but I also think that, you know, for the boys, like I really want them to see as well, like, you know, working hard and and chasing after your dream, that is also important. And Mm -hmm. so I also want to make sure that I am putting priority on my career and my relationship with Dan and all these things, making sure that that is also at the forefront of like, hey, this is also, this is very important to dad and working hard is is important, and showing right. up and doing the things that you were, you know, that you said that you do is very important. And that's what I'm I'm really proud that like Dan and I have gotten to this place where like, you know, we both have a common goal. We might not agree on everything, but we have a common goal, and we love what we get to do. And yeah. and working through all that, I know that like Asher and, and Ames and Abram, they're going to see that even if it's further on down the line. Of, sure. Of I'm really proud of the work that Dan and I put in. You know, to be able to continue mm-hmm. doing this band in a really healthy way and in a bigger way. Like, I'm very proud of that.
0: Yes. You know, because that's, you, should be.
1: you know, you don't, I, I feel like as I was getting to a healthier place, it was kind of like, oh yeah, like this is, the band doesn't matter. I was trying to tell myself like, yeah, the band doesn't matter. Cause I, you know, I've got, I've got my family and all these things. And like, that is, that is true to a sense of like that my family is the most important thing. But I think it is also very important to show your kids like also hard work, you know, and doing these things mm-hmm. and having a career is important to daddy for this reason, you right. know? And I think that it's important to show uh, them that I'd also work hard in that, you well, know?
0: Well, I feel like this is probably a good place to say, this is an encouragement um, maybe to the millennials out there. I saw stat, again, I don't know the number, but it was, it like really struck me that there were there were some researchers that went out and said that millennials, millennial dads are more hands-on than any other generation, Mm -hmm. um, than any past generation of dads. And honestly, yeah, like that, if you'd asked me this a couple of years ago, I might've been like, no way, because that was just where we were. Um, but across the board, I can see the work that you've done, but I I can also see the work that parents our age are doing. And I don't know if that's just a general, um, more of an awareness that we have now of like the impact that we have on our kids like we're all becoming parents or yeah. have been parents for a while and we're doing the work in ourselves um uh, but i'm just really kind of blown away at that statistic i mean that's every generation in the past that we have on record right that yeah you guys are becoming more hands on um and i also think that that plays into like how much the workforce has changed yeah um people can they don't have to be the nine to five job nine to five job. I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. Uh, but I think
1: uh, the overall awareness that I think one of the things, one of the probably the main things that's like a contributing factor would be this generation, like our generation and the generation kind of behind us, it's really hard to not see a bigger scope than our parents did just because, I mean, social media, yeah, and have, there's good and bad things that come from sure. that. But I think that there's like this realization of like, man, the world's nuts. You know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy out there. Like you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I think that being aware of more things at once, that's one good thing that comes from that is kind of this realization of like,
0: well, okay,
1: I have to get this together and yeah. I have to put my priorities like where they really you know, lie. Cause you have, and, and also I, I credit our parents as well. Cause yeah. I think that, you know, we always say this quote of, you know, your, your ceiling is your child's floor. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, some of the work that like, I think about my dad, um, I have an amazing relationship with my dad, but I'm, I spend way more time with my boys. I get to, right. and that is a very unique situation. Like I, right. I have the, I am so lucky to get to do something that right. like I love every single day, but my dad loved you know construction he you know grew up he has a construction company, and I did that all growing up and he and I spent a lot of time with him it wasn 't that i didn't spend time with him, but he worked a lot yeah. and he was gone a lot, and I think that you know, i he he was not able to spend as much time at home as I get to, mm-hmm. which is obviously such a blessing, but I think that <clears throat> what I learned from that. Was my work ethic, you know, and like, and working hard and seeing him do that and see him treat people right, you know, in that space and like, and be very respected in that community. He has a lot of regrets of like, I wish that I, if I could go back, I wish I could do this. But you, he wouldn't have been able to do that I mean we wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have had the opportunities that I had to be able to come to Nashville and all these things of like right
0: you want you want more for your kids than you have for yourself right of course. that's every yeah. parent and ever. I think that
1: that you know us being in this position and a lot of us in our generation is credit to the hard work that our parents right. put in, and so I don't want to say that they just didn't realize it then there just wasn't really the option to be right. home more you know and but I just think that you know. There, There is a sense of that of the realization of the bigger picture mm-hmm. being able to be seen a little bit easier nowadays with social media and all the craziness. But along with that comes... Just a myriad of other problems. you realize
0: that to an extent, you're competing with the world for the ear of your child. Yeah, it's your voice versus you know the world's voice. And right now, we live in this bubble where our kids are small and and they only hear what we say to them and um, the people that we allow them to be around and the the school system that we allow them to be you know in. And those are all choices that we make specifically and we have to pray about because let's be honest, the church and the school and all of these outside entities are just supplementation of what they should be getting at home from us first. Because if we don't fill them with the truth and with um, knowing who they are and reiterating that, then when they get out in the world, it's what so many adults face today, every day, even us, we're grown. And if we let it, the world's voice can become so loud that we get lost, we get confused, we get distracted, and we forget who we are and what God says about us. Yeah. Like it's deafening. If you just step foot outside and by outside, I mean like open up your phone and start scrolling. Yeah. You can lay there for four hours a night. I've done it. And you kind of come out of it and you're like, whoa, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And so for this brief window of time, we have the honor and the privilege of getting to mold and shape our children according to like what God asks us to. At least that's, that's what also we're finding trying peace. to do.
1: I think the biggest thing for me is like, you know. Finding peace in That's that? why I think that, you know, having, being in a healthy place ourselves, we can genuinely say like, I, you know, obviously our kids are going to go through their own search for the truth. They're going to go out there and they're, you know, everybody does. You right. know, that you have this moment in your life where it's like, yeah, this is what your parents said.
0: Right. But, but this, now I'm gonna figure it out for myself. Yeah,
1: this is I'm gonna I gotta figure that out for myself. I was always that way.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and but now something that I can really say with conviction is like I've I've been in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and experience of these things, but I've never you know, you can you can believe in God or you can not believe in God. That's you know, there's people out there who obviously have their own beliefs on everything, but there's something that I can could never deny when it came to God, whereas like I will never find peace like that. True peace. True peace. And I have tried everything. I've yeah. tried alcohol. I've tried you know all these things where it's just like you try to quiet the noise of your head, and it's like I've never had peace like this than just being in a healthy place and having a relationship with God. There's no other replacement for yeah. me. And it's like if you don't believe me, like <laughs> try, try it yourself. You could knock right. it and say that's crazy, and you're you're wild for even believing in God. But it's like. I don't. What's care. there to lose? Yeah. What What do you got to lose? It's kind of you like know? <laughs> you know Jesus
0: Revolution. You You see this whole generation of kids that are searching. Yeah. And you know, there's all these psychedelic drugs, and they're just like trying to find something. Yeah. And. And that was kind of how the Jesus revolution was born because... Because
1: people were asking questions. They were asking. They want to know. And they
0: wanted that peace and they were chasing it in all these different ways. Um, And
1: these things sound like crazy sometimes that are... That's what like... It does, but history repeats itself. 100%. And
0: so here we are and I feel like we could be on the brink of another revolution of an awakening of this generation because I don't know in the history... If there's ever been a generation that's been more lost and more inundated with the noise of the world,
1: yeah, which is a great transition into what you know. Another thing on our list that we yeah, talked we about could, was noise, yeah. Uh, and and what we mean by noise is like anything that distracts you, yeah. distractions. And there's just so many distractions, so and many. I, that's another. And it gold can be good.
0: Mine. I mean, distractions they can they can be disguised as good things, yeah. But if those things are taking the place of God things, you you, like you just might need to reprioritize.
1: Yeah. And there's all kinds of things that like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to implement this year in my life at some point. And a lot of them have to do with just like my phone. Yeah. of just like this. Like it just, it steals so many of my hours of the day that I'm just like, man, what a great tool, but also what a dangerous tool that we have. It's like, we're sitting here recording a podcast and recording a video that people are going to watch on their phones. (laughs) It's like they're, it's such a fine line of, you know, of healthy information and ways that people can get better. But there's also, in the midst of that, there's just so much crap, and it's like, I don't know. I I, I sometimes you know feel guilty because it's like, you know, I'm 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 contributing to that right. of what people are like probably being distracted by. But at least it's like it's truth, and I know that it's right. stuff that well the world's has gonna put my out life, everything,
0: you know? right? So the the bit that we can do, like the part we can play can be just like putting out there real truth yeah. which isn't my truth and it's not your truth no it's the only truth
1: i just here's the thing i think with this year there there's just so much crazy stuff going on in the world and it's it's wild but you know all of us you and i do not have all the answers no. you know but i think that sharing things that have personally impacted us which everything we've talked about today is things that have we have seen, have changed our life. I mean, my life yeah. completely changed a couple years ago. You know, and it's wild. Like, I stopped drinking, and that was not really even my intention to be like, I'm going to go fully sober. Yeah. But uh, here I am. Like, I've had, like, you know, a couple glasses of wine in the last two years. Yeah. It's it's coming up on two years this summer, yeah. which is just, just, like. Amazing. It just flies by. But it's not like, you know, I wasn't even trying to do that, but I just found that getting rid of that distraction, getting rid of that thing mm. in my life, what it what that bread, were, were so many good things. And it was just, I don't know, I think that it's really important for, you know, people, though, to hear kind of our story and what we've been through, because, you know, we're all we're just trying to lead a healthy life and find peace and find truth. And we want to be Really, I think the biggest thing for me is you want to find peace in the moments. Yeah. Because I think that everyone's like, oh, we can do this and you get these things in place and we can start this and we can do this company and we can start this business, which we can get excited about. I mean, the Moonies, we'll get fired up. We're dreamers. And I think that making sure that, and all that stuff is fine. I think it's a blast. Like, you know, you and I have talked about wanting to renovate a house for fun, like yeah. do these things that are, you know, not only just like investments, but we think would be really fun. Sure. But there's also the There's also
0: the flip side.
1: Yeah. And of, that's of the time.
0: Of the time. Well, <laughs> and this is my, I think my thing for the year is God is really calling me to like come deeper, but also wisdom like that just keeps popping out to me. And I just want to make sure that everything I do, I, I do it with, with wise choices and with discernment um, and even like the house thing. I think, you know, we could do it. And if you want to like write a pros and cons list, it's like we have the resources, but do we have the capacity? Like yeah. we, we could, we literally could do it, but what would that cost us in terms of our time? Yeah. What would that cost us in terms of like our stress levels with yeah. like making more decisions when we already have a loaded year, you know, yeah. like is that the wise choice when we have three littles Yeah, and like short time with them? So it's just that stopping and asking that—that's major for me. In the last couple of years, it's just been stopping to say, "Hey, I should pray about this. I should ask Holy Spirit, like, yes or no." And like, the more you work that muscle, the easier it is to, to hear that voice of like, maybe that's not, maybe that's a, a wait right now, like not a no, just yeah. like a pause. I mean, we've got some. We're well, stand
1: by for the hurricane that's coming outside. <laughs> um,
0: one thing I do want to ask you, or I do want you to talk before about, I fly away. yes, before you fly away, <laughs> is I have a lot of um, women who ask about relationships, ask about husbands, um, and one thing I'm so thankful for you for is your transparency, um, and you've been really honest and vulnerable. I, I think for a lot of men, that can be hard to be vulnerable about things that um, that. Paint you and not the greatest light, but but you've done that, and um, I think you've changed lives, and I think you will change lives because of doing that. But I've had a lot of women that ask, like, "How do you make your husband lead the house?" You know, and that's not a, I I couldn't make you do anything. And if you go back and you listen to parts of our story, like I truly had to come to a place where I gave that and you to God, and you had to make that choice. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of women want to know what can they do to spur their husbands on because, hypothetically, their husbands are working hard. They're working nine to five jobs. They're coming home. They're tired. They don't have energy to play with their kids. They don't want to be nagged about taking out the trash and doing the work that, you know, the moms, like, they don't have the energy to do that. That outdoors you know what I mean,
1: yeah, no one hundred percent I mean I think there's a pretty easy answer to it I think how that do you
0: get there is my question i
1: th- I think you get there by <laughs> you get there by yourself for one thing yeah I, that take that with a grain of salt, i mean the, you get there with you would you would have never you wouldn't have been able to right get me there, convince me. Uh, to be a better leader or to right. get my life together. There's nothing I, think,
0: I could have said or There's done. nothing
1: that you could have said or done. I had to come to that place. And I think that there's obviously like, you know, I, there was a couple of times where I was just like, I really felt like, dang, I'm I'm not doing a good job. And that was like, I could tell because, you know, you you didn't tell me in words, but like, I you know, I knew I was not doing a good job. And I think that that, you know, that weighs heavy on a dad. And, but it's just really hard because I, you know, you would just hope that obviously they're, you know, wife would be prayer is a big one because I think, you know, I have a praying mama and a praying wife and I know that that influenced it um, because that, you know, ultimately I I had to hit this rock bottom moment to be like, I can't, I can't continue on this path because I know where it leads. I've been going on it for a long time now. Right. And I had to get to this place where it was like, choose, like right. either go this way and, you know, I don't want to use heavy words like divorce or like, you know, these things right. that are scary, but it's like, that's where that leads. I right. know where that's going.
0: Like, would you say that you would write a pros and cons list and say, what's the most important thing to you in the world? Like, what, what do you value more than anything else? Yeah, I think if make the wife did that,
1: it's a little like... No, no,
0: no, no. no. I'm not saying the wife. I'm saying for husbands. Oh, yeah. I'm like, if for they, sure. if they I mean, honestly let's... sat down with themselves, wrote out a list and looked at it yeah. and then said, now what has to change to make that a
1: yeah. reality? For sure, and I, and I think that there's you know, it's really tough to say for like, you know, different situations with different people. You know, I think for me, like, you never gave me a necessarily an ultimatum, but I knew that there was one in place. You know what I'm saying? If after time, it was like you can't. Well, I, I knew it wasn't was an ultimatum.
0: It was it was the reality of if you keep living this way, I will continue
1: to distance to
0: distance myself yeah. from I you. I just
1: knew, the ultimatum being I knew what the <laughs> I knew what the result would be right. and it would just be furthering us like not being close Right There would just be more problems we and would I just, just I be knew roommates. where that road led you know and yeah. it's like I didn't want that and I, and I feel like most husbands they don't you know for it, I I can't speak for all husbands but I just know that like there's a point where it's like you start asking yourself really hard questions of like what am I doing you know like I, can I I don't want to I don't want to keep doing this and feeling like garbage and knowing that like when my wife is ticked off of me, knowing that she's, it's warranted, you know what I mean? Like you can tell yourself, you can feel sorry for yourself for like a while, but you get to this place where you just kind of feel like crap and you're just like, I'm this, it, it only goes one of two ways. I either like go and I can live this life and be an immature, like, you know, with no good decision making and like just continue down that path. You can go that way. Or you're going to need to make some changes. And yeah. I think that that was, you know, kind of where I got to where it was just like, I know where this road is leading. Like, I, I can't keep doing this and keep feeling this, like having no peace and kind of turning to, you know, al- I don't want to say that I was an alcoholic, but I, I think that that was like one of the things that I used to like... Cope. To cope, yeah. you know? And it's like, we were, it was also at a time when it's like our tour got ripped out from at us. It was like a lot of There's a lot stuff, going on. You know, yeah. it's like... You know, I also try not to like harbor guilt toward myself and like resentment toward that side of me. But there, you know, that was just, that's how I felt at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I had the decision to make whether or not to just like, I could stay that way and feel sorry for myself and go down that road. Or I had, I knew, I knew what I had to do to change. Right, And it started for me with just my physical, like, all right, I know that you know, me drinking and turning to these things, I know that that's not helping. Yeah. <laughs> it's making it significantly worse. I can't sleep. Right. I, my anxiety is through the roof. I'm having panic attacks. It's like, all right, let's maybe try not doing that. You know, and I pulled that away and putting discipline in my life and replacing right. the things that were not helping with things that helped. Right. And it was like, I think that is kind of the biggest thing for people trying to look, you know, make a change. And ultimately, I'm trying to answer your question as far as what wives can do. But I think that someone, when they want to make a change, they think, okay, I'm going to do this. And then everything will just, you know, be okay with the world. No, it's like losing weight. It's yeah. It has to be very incremental. And and if you think of it like this, uh, this like kind of changed the way that I thought about really everything. You're either going one direction or you're going the other. And I don't mean that one degree off. I mean, just like you're either getting better or you're not. (laughs) And there's not like, there's no, you're either consistently getting better and it, whatever happens in between there, like I screwed up and, you know, ate the wrong thing for a couple of nights, like, but it was like, I was going this way and that was it. Like, we're, oh, it's only up from here. Like I'm going to work out. I'm going to get my life together. And it was just sure there were variations, but once you have those disciplines in place and you're going the right direction, it could be 1% better if you get 1% better every day. You're getting better. Yeah. I <laughs> you mean, know, it's I, not I a complicated think, thing where it's like, just get a little bit right. better. Make 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 this decision. Right. Make one right decision. You're gonna make some other ones, in, you know, right. It, it you know that are not so good. But the difference in that is like my life before was like one bad decision after another. And even when I did right. a, one good decision, you're either going this way, well, or you're going up.
0: You verbalized to me one time that um, that it was a little, it was overwhelming to you, like the weight. Of it, of, of changing, of doing better, of even, um, g- because for me, we had that conversation of I didn't go into this wanting to be the leader of our family, right? Yeah. And, and so for you, and I just kept clinging more and more to the Lord and to the word and like leaning on that. And I think it made you a little resentful. And also you told me that it it made you feel overwhelmed, like you couldn't live up to that and so mm-hmm. you didn't want to yeah um and i've talked to other people and they and they say gosh that really like that resonated yeah um
1: cuz it's a it's a it's a tall order right to look at where you're at and then to see where you want to be and you're just like for a lot of guys it's like well i can't she's do that she's doing great <laughs> like, i can't get she's there she's doing
0: fine so let's just yeah. let her do that
1: yeah and it and it just becomes this overwhelming thing where you're just like rather than fail at that too Right I'm gonna just give up because I yeah. think guys especially men can can get to that place where it's like well if if she thinks I'm a piece of garbage, I might as well really
0: be a piece give of it garbage. a run yeah. you know what I, mean? yeah. I
1: think that's like obviously not healthy, but I just think a lot of guys feel that way where yeah. it's like you know you get to this place where it's like, well, these are unrealistic expectations that you're putting on me, right. and so I'm just going to go the opposite direction right. of where you want me to go, yeah, and I think that you know. It's really tough because if I wouldn't have decided it for myself, I don't think there's anything that you could have said to change my mind until I got to that place where like I was on the up and up and I was like, Okay, how can I get better? Then I can ask you, what are some things that I can right. do that would, you know, right. help our relationship and communication and it's all those things. At that point, your wife can you, you can be, you know, drop drop your pride and be like, All right, how can how can I get right. my wife to once you pull start, me up there? Once
0: you start viewing your wife as your helpmate and your partner and the person that you signed up to literally do life with yeah. instead of the person that's trying to attack you or put you down, because I think even in the early days, part of it was pride, right? Mm-hmm. I can say that honestly. So everything that I would say, even if it was coming from a place of love, felt like an attack. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, because you're, you're embarrassed, and I think men... They want to be the leaders they right. do well,
0: and and that 's how God designed it yeah and and God, if we want to talk about this for a minute, God also designed um women to submit to their husbands, and the way I look at that is the woman stands next to her husband, it does you know Eve came from the rib of Adam, we came from the side, we stand by your side, and we become one, um, but you are the head, and you do lead the family and i was I have like a line written in my phone right now for an episode just about. Husbands and their choices that they make. And naturally, by default, whatever choices you're making leads our family. Mm-hmm. You not drinking makes me not drink. Not that yeah. I was ever a drinker. So whatever your choices are, they're, they're going to bleed down into your wife. So that's why I'm saying even like that's how God designed it. Yeah. You are leading us with every choice that you make. And the desire, I think, of every woman's heart is to have a husband who leads the family. Yeah. I mean, that was the desire of my heart. And then I faced a time a year ago where I had to apologize to you and be like, hey, I'm sorry because I haven't even given you the space to do that. Yeah. I also know um, that what the Word tells us and what God's heart is for marriage ultimately is supposed to point us closer to Him in that relationship. We, the body of Christ, we are the the bride of Christ and He is the groomsman and He will come for us. And so the the what's the word I'm looking for? The um Yes, the institution of marriage yeah. is meant to reflect that yeah. and to teach us to go deeper and it's sanctifying. You sharpen me, you cover the places in me where I'm weak. And I cover the places in you where you're weak. And I think that now in our healthier place, we can see that now without feeling attacked. And so now when you come to me and you verbalize something, instead of getting defensive about it, I understand that you're just covering a place in me that you see needs work. Yeah. Right? And you've become so much better at that too. Like I can point something out to you. And you're like... I'm sorry, I'll do better, Yeah, which is like crazy. If you told me that two years ago, I'd be like, no, that's not my husband. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, just, I mean, life just gets better too. You know, it's like, I think that, you know, watching over the last seven years, you know, our relationship and all the hardships that we've had to go through, it's just, there's something so incredible and something incredibly rewarding about Working hard on your marriage, and really like putting in the work.
0: Yeah.
1: And now it's like I look back at all like the fights and the whatever like that we went through, and it's just like, what a what a fun journey, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like I it, mean, it feels it, like it sucked been at the time, a
0: hundred years.
1: Yeah, but it, you know, it really sucked at the time. But it's like now, it's just like I don't know. I have a life part of that. We've been through some stuff yeah. together. You know what I mean? It's like I think about the same. You know, with Dan, it's like we went through some stuff yeah. together. But now, like being on the other side of it, like what a black and how much deeper that right. connection is, and like how how much healthier it is I to think- like have have fought and won the battle of ourselves. You right. know what I mean? Where it's like that's hard work to like admit when you've done something wrong, or like work on something that yeah. makes you feel gross because we're all prideful and we all think like, oh, I didn't, I didn't do anything. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, you did, and you might not have even meant to do it. Like that is marriage. Like yeah. that is being like, all right, I didn't mean to do that, but when you start to look back on it, it's just like, it doesn't matter if you meant to do it. Like right. you made that person feel a certain type of way, right? And that was that's and that's wrong.
0: I think the most beautiful part to me is that our kids, especially Asher, is old enough now to like really see us, and I'm just really thankful that even though he saw. A lot and and not a lot, but like he he saw the unhealthy version of us. Um, I don't think he'll remember yeah. a lot of that. And Ames and Abram, you know, like they they're coming into it. They in got a lucky. They, they got better time. <laughs> better days. Um, we're not we're not perfect by any means, but but just the willingness, I think, to work yeah. on hard things and not to run. Um, we're said we're doing it for as much for us as for our kids. We're setting them up so that they know. Like, again, our our ceiling is their floor.
1: I think to, to wrap a lot of this stuff up, I think that it's really important, you know, for people that are looking to maybe have a better marriage or just whether it might be, you know, physical, like you want to get healthier mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, I think that the danger of, you know, trying, like, because we'll go through these things of like, you know, in the new year, like I'm going to have a New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. and I I think that resolutions, it's not that they're necessarily bad, but like they're always pretty unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves. Not always, right? But I think that some people are like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna I'm gonna not drink all of January, and I'm not gonna do these things. And it's like, sure, that's like cool and healthy, but like, what do you what do you want? Yeah. you need to ask yourself like, what do you want? What is the end goal? Like, do you want to feel better? Do you want to cut down on your alcohol? Or you want to cut down on these things? It's yeah. like. You, the, the way, way that I, I truly made a change, it was not because I've done a million times. I've done like the whole 30 or mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's like, so you want to lose weight for 30 days, then right. do the whole 30. If you want to not drink for 30 days, don't drink for 30 days. But yeah. if you want to make a change and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, you just you make the life change and you say, all right, I'm going to give myself six months to do these things and right. to change my, 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 my attitude habits, about this. I'm going to change my lifestyle. habits. And if you do exactly. that for six months, you might not keep all those things. Like if you're trying to stop drinking, like maybe you don't stop drinking forever. But if you give yourself six months, you're going to have an answer of like whether it makes you yeah. feel better. better or not.
0: And it'll also be a long enough time that you're like, I don't really want to go back to that because yeah. that was a lot of work. Six months a is a time. good
1: marker to like to do anything. And not that you need to put those parameters on like, I'm going to be a good husband for six months. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think the point that I'm trying to get across is that if you want to make a change... You don't need to put like six months if you need a number is a good marker, right because then you can kind of by the time you get there, a lot of those things you've a lot of the kinks get worked out, right, but I just think that you just have to start was going to be start. my original point of or just you, you have to start with something, start with something small, if you're trying to lose weight, if you want to kick off with a whole thirty or whatever it is, like so be it, but like have plans after that yeah. like have six months planned yeah. after that of like, this is going to be my kickstart. Whatever it is, is, going to jump start. If you start want to know things. the Bible
0: more, read one page a day, yeah. like something attainable, exactly. something you something can do. Something very
1: attainable of like you want to work out, go, go do, do literally just anything, yeah. go do something, go walk yeah. or whatever. And then like, that'll lead you down that path of discipline. Cause once you can do something consistently,
0: right. it doesn't
1: really matter what it is. Like you're going to see a change in yourself.
0: I think for me too, the more important point isn't even like, what do I want for the new year? It's like, God, what do you want from me? Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah.
0: And I think that's why it was important that this year we sat down together. um, And of course, we ask God separately our word or what you want from each of us. But also, we ask, like, what do you want from our marriage this year? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want? to see in us. What do you because, want from
1: this partnership? Because right. that's really what it is. Like what that's do you what want? It is.
0: And and it's also it's it's not even about us, right? Like the year's not even about us. If we're living for him, if we're living for the kingdom, then like we need to be asking what more can we do? Because I want to go to heaven one day and be like, well done. You did everything I sat before you to do. That's what I want. Yeah. And so I love that we started the year that way. I think Anyone could do that. We're still like in the first couple of weeks of January. It's going go get so far. (laughs) Well, we're (laughs) going to do it, guys. I love that we started that way. And I love that we intentionally asked um, about each of our boys, too, Mm -hmm. because uh, what's beautiful about it is each of us got like the same response, like in our hearts, in our spirits, about what what we need to pray and how we need to pray for each of our boys individually. Yeah. And that's like a, a guide for the year of how we want to pray over our boys, yeah. specifically for them and how we know that God wants us to pray for them. And I'm excited to do that and then to see the fruit of yeah. that. So that's an encouragement for married couples to begin their year. Um, and really quickly, I think we've answered a lot of these. So I'm just going to read off sure. a couple and say what we have hit. It said, do y'all set New Year's goals?
1: Yes, we We do. do. We did this year.
0: We'll see where that gets us. We'll read those back at the end of the year, (laughs) see how it worked. Um, Two versus three kids. I mean, I don't want to get into a long thing here. I think I polled a lot of people while pregnant with Abrams. At that point, you know, we were already committed. Yes. But I polled a lot of people about the one to two children versus two versus three. And I heard, I heard from most moms that two to three is nothing compared to the one to two. Because one to two really blows your mind.
1: Yeah, you're doubling it.
0: You're doubling it.
1: If you think about it in numbers, yeah. It's one 50% to two more. is your you're you're actually doubling. Yeah.
0: It. And then a third one is just that's thirty three percent. Thirty three
1: percent, that's no big deal. <laughs> just
0: welcome to the party. Yeah, yeah. And a
1: four Honestly. I mean twenty five percent that's nothing
0: for, another baby's on here, but yeah. I feel like someone's missing. Like I don't wanna stress you out, but in God's time, whatever God wants, I don't care. But I just yeah, feel like we'll someone see. along the line, you know? Yeah,
1: I just got my baby weighed off. Oh, well. And so me we'll too. talk about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little lost harder it quicker for me, so.
0: Um, okay. I think we've touched on this, but how do how do we make marriage a priority while Shay is touring? I think I can safely say on my end that that's where a lot of my stress has come from in the last few weeks because yeah. I just mentally know that's what we're gearing up for. Um it's important for me on my end to make sure that our boys have routine at home and that it feels normal, uh, cause our life is anything but normal. So for me, it's like school. Um, I don't. I'm not gonna jam pack their schedules with like camps and like stuff to fill every hour. I'm not. I'm like, come home, be children. We're still in our precious like baby years. Asher's growing out of it, but I'm. I'm cherishing that time, and I'm not gonna rush it. I'm just not. That's what I can do for them at home. Yes, we'll go out and see your shows that are close to home or close to here or look fun. But no, we don't travel every weekend. I just, I don't want to... It's actually a lot of work for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that people are like, man, you like, you you must like. The boys come out all the time, and it's like, I'm
0: like, my gosh, really? First of all, the biggest thing you go
1: see one show.
0: You've seen all the shows.
1: You've seen all the shows. You've seen it. You know, and it's like not like yeah, and not that you don't enjoy it. Like I
0: love you, honey, but I'm good.
1: You've been seeing. You've seen already like ten rehearsals as well. And so it's like, for your and kids, tack on it's the, a lot to go on. It's their
0: there. bedtime when you even go on. And I'm yeah. like, what a nightmare for me, yeah. you know.
1: Some people can do it, and I think it's great.
0: I think it's awesome.
1: Um, and I think when Asher gets a little older, and Definitely. even right now, when he, if he's out of school, yeah. I'll take him. For sure. And he would pop on the bus.
0: Oh, and the boys love the bus. They love love, the bus. We actually take the bus to Arkansas in the summers just because yeah. it's, it's a good time. But also— but I think it's
1: also a nice break. Yeah. Like, when we get in that routine and we're doing it yeah. well— I think it's nice because you can like because I don't have a normal job. I'm not leaving during the day. Like when I'm here, I'm just here all day. Yeah. But then <laughs> it's like not that we get sick of each right. other, but like you need a little time to miss right. each other.
0: But then for me, I also have to gear up to have and someone ask if we have help. Absolutely. Uh we don't have family here, which is maybe the hardest part. Yeah. Um but we do have someone that is just like family to us. Um she's our nanny, but I just call her family and we love her to death and our world could not carry on without her. Um But that's, that's it. I mean, when there's only one of me here and we need to drive for school pickups and, uh, and babies here napping, like there just has to be more than one bodies um, in the house. Um, And even for my mental sake, I have to get out and like walk or work out. Like I just, I need. I need that, and so I'm really, really thankful that we do have help. We're really blessed in that. Um, I'm sad that we don't have grandparents that live nearby, so we can like send them to you know Grammy and Papas or Nana and Pops. But yeah, but that's we're how rambling we're, now. We are, but that's how we make it work. People ask, so I was just answering. People ask. Okay, um, how have you found other godly couples to do life with?
1: Yeah, we will let you know when we find those people. No, I, we actually— Shay has
0: a Bible study group, yeah. and I have one, and they're totally separate, and they're totally different. Like, mine's for women, his is for men. Totally different thing. Yeah. Um,
1: That's one thing that I think that right now in this season of our life—
0: We're living in a bubble Frankly, space.
1: we just don't have the capacity. I have—obviously, I have, like, some of my friends that are very close that uh-huh. I see, like, as much as I possibly can. Yeah. But in all reality, and that's like, I mean, just being fully transparent, like right now trying to get together with other families mm-hmm. is really, really hard. It's really hard. Because, and, it's, and I don't regret that at all. I feel like right now we're in this season that like, we're just we're raising our boys and we're having yeah. fun here and we'll go we go yeah. do things like birthday parties and things but like as far as a regular like we're not antisocial people coming over like nah we
0: just <laughs> it, it's actually quite hard um even in, in, like in this industry a everyone is moving and shuffling around yeah. like to even catch people um in the industry like in our sphere of like people we know that do the same things it's like you know ships crossing in the night that you even get to see them. We have good intentions. Have great intentions. You know it's like people be
1: like, oh let's get let's get the kids together, and it's like yeah for sure, and it's like well that that night doesn't work.
0: Yeah. And they're like oh
1: yeah yeah we'll get together, and then six months goes by yeah. and you haven't talked to that person. It's fine. And listen, right now listen, it's just tough.
0: The the way I see it, the season of life that we're in, we're living in a bubble, and the true friends, the OG friends, the ones that, that get are it. gonna, they get it, and you might talk to them once every three months, and it's fine because.
1: Your, just they just it, love you. And it just they're your be real like friends. It just be
0: like that sometimes. You know? Okay. The very last thing I want to say is people ask about dating and friendships. And the one thing I will say uh, that is super, super important, even though it's not like we have a raging friend life right now, <laughs> um, I'm totally okay with that because I'd rather invest my time in our kids. Yeah, But um, the people that you keep around you is so important. Yeah. Like the key, the, the people in our lives, they, like, I would rather, I say this all the time, but I would rather have four quarters over a hundred pennies any day. I would rather have four solid friendships, four people that I can call in the middle of the night and ask them to get on their knees and pray. And I know they're going to do that. I would rather have a handful of people like that in my life that I could trust my children to, Mm um, and just, and have that and be secure in that and be like.
1: Well, you have to know that you become. You what bec- is it that the, the you, five people that are around the, you, or the, the four people that are around you?
0: Yeah, like the median. Yeah, you I mean, become you the, the, the people of the that you five spend the most. That you're around, yeah. Around the most.
1: That you, that you spend the most time with, and it's like, yeah. You know, and it's like I. There was times <laughs> in my life where I was like, no wonder I was not yeah. killing it. You know. Yeah. And I think that that is and just, just is, important as, as a wife. Have,
0: there is a nice way to be like, maybe you <laughs> could like limit your time with, you know. Sure. So and so. Sure. I'm afraid to like call an imaginary name because someone out there is going to be yeah. named that. You know, I'm really thankful again, babe, that you sat down with me today. At, we were supposed to have like a deep dive family talk. I was really going to get into some topics. Um, but this was the
1: most unprepared. It was. We barely got this set up. Again, up, you can but, probably
0: tell we're not planners just by this interview. Yes. Um, but I did want to sit down and I'm thankful that you're always willing to sit and be vulnerable and share. Um, and again, if you haven't caught, the first episode and the second episode, um, Shay and I start at the beginning of how we met, um, the first few years of our marriage, and then the second part is really your health journey where that began. Mm-hmm. Um, and This is really just an
1: update. And this is an update. This is an, this an update. This is just
0: part three, and we'll probably have four or five or something down the road. I don't know. Okay. It
1: was a lot of fun to be able to sit down with you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I'm proud of you. I- Here's to getting 1% better in whatever we do yes. every day. Onwards and upwards, 2024.
0: It's going to be a great year. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share this show with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.